0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1118. My God, in these difficult moments, my spiritual director, Father Antrash, is away, for he has gone to Rome. Jesus. Since you have taken him away from me, guide me yourself, because you alone know how much I can bear. I believe firmly that God cannot give me more than I can bear. I trust in his mercy. In the moments when I am between heaven and earth, I keep silent, because even if I did speak, who would understand what I say? Eternity will reveal many things, about which I am now silent. When I went out into the garden, I saw how everything was breathing the joy of spring. The trees, adorned with flowers, gave off an intoxicating odor. Everything was throbbing with joy, and the birds were singing and chirping their adoration of God, and said to me, Rejoice and be happy, Sister Faustina but my soul remains in torment and darkness. My soul is so sensitive to the rustle of grace that it knows how to talk with all created things and with everything that surrounds me. And I know why God has adorned the earth in this way. But my heart cannot be joyful because my beloved has hidden himself from me and I will not rest until I find him. I do not know how to live without God, but I also feel that God, absolutely self-sufficient though He is, cannot be happy without me. May 6th, 1937, the Ascension of Our Lord. Since early this morning my soul has been touched by God. After Holy Communion, I communed for a while with the Heavenly Father. My soul was drawn into the glowing center of love. I understood that no exterior works could stand comparison with pure love of God. I saw the joy of the incarnate Word, and I was immersed in the divine Trinity. When I came to myself, longing filled my soul, and I yearned to be united with God. Such tremendous love for the Heavenly Father enveloped me, that I called this day an uninterrupted ecstasy of love. The whole universe seemed to me like a tiny drop in comparison with God. There is no greater happiness than when God gives me to know interiorly that every beat of my heart is pleasing to Him, and when He shows me that He loves me in a special way. This strong inner conviction, by which God assures me of His love for me, and of how much my soul pleases him, brings deep peace to my soul. Throughout this day, I was unable to take any food. I felt gratified to the full with love. God of great mercy, who deigned to send us your only begotten Son as the greatest proof of your fathomless love and mercy, you do not reject sinners, but in your boundless mercy, you have opened for them also your treasures, treasures from which they can draw abundantly, not only justification, but also all the sanctity that a soul can attain. Father of great mercy, I desire that all hearts turn with confidence to your infinite mercy. No one will be justified before you if he is not accompanied by your unfathomable mercy. When you reveal the mystery of your mercy to us, there will not be enough of eternity to properly thank you for it. Oh, how sweet it is to have in the depth of one's soul that which the Church tells us we must believe. When my soul is immersed in love, I solve the most intricate questions clearly and quickly. Only love Is able to cross over precipices and mountain peaks. Love. Once again, love. May 1937. A strange darkness sometimes invades my intellect. I am submerged in nothingness against my will. May 20th, 1937. When for a whole month I had been enjoying good health, It occurred to me that I did not know which was more pleasing to the Lord, my serving him in illness or in the robust health for which I had asked him. And I said to the Lord Jesus, do with me as you please. And Jesus returned me to my previous condition. As she seeks to discern God's will about the new congregation and her leaving her present one, St. Faustina laments that Father Andras is in Rome at that time. She asks Jesus himself to guide her. She believes that Jesus will not give her more than she can bear. Faustina writes of going in the garden and communing with nature, like St. Francis of Assisi. The birds chirping say to her, be joyful, Saint Faustina. Her soul can speak with all of God's creatures because she is so sensitive to God's grace. But she laments that Jesus is hidden from her. She seeks his will regarding her future. She knows God is self-sufficient, but she also senses that God wants to be with her because of his love. And she even says that God would be unhappy without her. She feels especially close to God on the Feast of the Ascension of our Lord, and she couldn't eat. She was satiated by God's love. She writes a prayer begging God that all souls would turn with trust to God's mercy. And Saint Faustina writes of solving difficult questions quickly when she is immersed in God's love. We can't imagine the power of God's love. St. Faustina writes of occasionally being immersed in darkness interiorly. This is all part of God's design for her. And finally, Faustina enjoyed good health for a month since she had asked for it. And then she realized that her suffering might be more pleasing to God. So she surrendered to God's will and her poor health returned. She is truly a victim soul. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking